0: Today is Monday, August 13th, and this is the Red Sox Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. All right, everyone, what's going on? Red Sox Beat, CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Red Sox at. Red Sox CLNS on Twitter for all of the coverage we have here for you on CLNS Media. The network is at CLNS Media, Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast. And please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Smash that button on iTunes so every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Your alarm goes off, but you know you know what? You got a nice new Red Sox Beat episode sitting there waiting for you, especially with the way this team is playing. Best record in baseball. Of course, they were the first team to 80 wins. They are at hand, the favorites. And of course, they probably already won the AL East, which we'll get into. Jared Scali here. No Jess Thomas again this week. Uh, Baby comes first, let's put it that way. So, just me this week, so we'll kind of talk about the hot topics here. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with the news of the week. Um, We know the Red Sox are winning. That's not really news at this point, which is sad because they're winning a lot. But Drew Pomeranz was moved to the bullpen. And no surprise, his last starts have been awful. Hasn't been good at all this year. So, the move to me was kind of a no-brainer. You have a guy in Brian Johnson who... Obviously, over the years, has had his problems mentally and physically, and he overcame those, the anxiety, the depression. And now, Brian Johnson has earned his way to be a top-five starter in this in this team. And former co-host of ours, Lauren Campbell, is very happy about that. She loves Brian Johnson. If you guys just joining the show now or don't know Lauren, she is a big fan of him and not surprised because, you know what? She saw something that a lot of us didn't. This guy is a lefty. He's a stud. We know that. But he's consistent now, and I think the biggest thing was – figuring out his mental game. And that's what has kept him from being so successful. And now that he's figured it out, you, you look on the other side of Drew Pomeranz, and it's a, a guy who struggled to throw strikes. Um, last year, obviously, he was good. But then this year, he was hurt again, and that becomes a problem. And now he hasn't been able to find his way like he was able to last year. Some people are starting to say, you know, is his time up in Boston? Maybe so. But I don't see him out of the bullpen in the foreseeable future because he kind of fits the mold and he's come out and said um, he feels comfortable going back to the bullpen. He's been there before. Um, and so I think it kind of became the logical fit. And I think this is what the Red Sox were eyeing when they realized they needed a bullpen arm because everyone was like, well, go out and get a lefty, go out and get a bullpen guy. You need another guy or get an eighth inning guy. Well, guys, Drew Pomerantz fits that big, you know, lefty bullpen arm that you don't have, that role. He can fit that role. He's a guy who has some stuff, and really his biggest problem was not getting through the lineup a couple times. If you need him for a couple innings, he can do that. So, you know, maybe this is the kind of move that, you know, you move a guy into the starting rotation, and Brian Johnson new successful, still a lefty, so you don't lose that value there. You have Nathan Ivaldi, who you were missing enough, You were missing some righty success in the rotation. You know, you had lefties in Erod, and Price, and Pomeranz, and your only real righty was Rick Porcello, and, you know, he's been up and down. Nathan Ivaldi, good addition talked about here on Red Sox beat so now you look at the sense of maybe adding Brian Johnson to the rotation putting Pomeranz in the bullpen kind of works out because when you had it flipped Brian Johnson was okay in the bullpen but he wasn't great Brian Johnson is much better as a starter Hester Velasquez has gotten some starts I think he's pretty good in the bullpen so you almost rather him out there the Drew Pomeranz move should not upset anybody I don't think it does upset anybody and if it does it's shocking to me that you would even say that because I don't think it should surprise anybody at all that he's got put out to the bullpen. So you kind of look at the way he's done, and Drew Pomerantz now is going to be the guy that you turn to when David Price has a meltdown in October, when Chris Sale has, has a good start but can't get out of the fifth inning because maybe he threw a lot of pitches, or Rick Porcello allows up too many home runs. Erod's coming back. You know what he's going to be like. He is now the insurance to what you thought is maybe not being a great rotation. Well, now your rotation is doing well and you have insurance in case of that. So anyone who sits here and says, oh, you know what? The Drew Palmer and wasn't great. You know what? It actually is a pretty good decision on the uh, Red Sox part. And I think it was a no-brainer because he was the odd man out pitching poorly. So now you have to look at it in a sense of last couple starts weren't good. Take advantage of him going to the bullpen. And if you really need him to make a start, then do it. But. I think it's an ultimately good decision. So moving forward from here, you expect him to be a long-relief guy. You expect him to be there as a bullpen help, and, and I love the move. So you kind of have to kind of take this with a grain of salt if you're a Pomerantz fan, but overall, I like the move there. The other big news this week is just the bullpen in general. Craig Kimbrell hasn't been good, guys, Like and, and I've been wanting to sit on this show and, and go back and forth with Jazz or Nick Quags or whoever I've had on I don't trust the bullpen. How can you trust the bullpen? The only guy you really have of name is Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, Tyler Thornberg's been pretty good. Brazier, or Brazzers, I like to call him, has been pretty good. But do you trust any of them, really? Are they consistent enough? No. But now do you even trust Craig Kimbrel? And that's hard for me to say because I'm a big Craig Kimbrell supporter. But, guys, in his last six starts, he's let up at least a run. In two of his last six starts, he's let up two run- He's up two hits and a couple runs. This guy hasn't been good. His ERA has jumped. He's allowing, He's not striking out as many guys. And you know what? He looks like he's struggling. And I don't know if it's a stamina thing. I've initially, he hadn't pitched for about a, a couple games, so I thought maybe Russ, but then he kept pitching. And, you know, today against Baltimore on the 12th, you won this game, and it was a struggle against one of the worst teams in baseball. He, he isn't doing well, and I don't know if I don't trust him per se, but he needs to figure it out quickly. Because he's the one cog in the bullpen that is really something that I shouldn't have to worry about. He's had um July twenty-seventh, he had three walks. Let's see here, August 4th against the Yankees, he had a couple walks, his strikeout, he gets strikeouts because how he gets most of his guys out. But he's walking guys, high pitch counts. Uh July twenty-seventh, he had thirty-three pitches. Every outing in his three in August, or really over 20 pitches. Craig Kimbrell is used to having 15, maybe max twenty to get through an inning because he's usually dominant and gets guys out and gets guys to miss hasn't been doing that in the last like mo- half a month three weeks here is that cause for concern and I think it is because it's something where you know and everyone on the, who listens to the show knows I'm a super negative person most of the time with this team hard to be this year right this summer's been pretty positive all the way around but it's things like this that make me want to go back to being my pessimist self because how can you not be the bullpen has struggled and now your only successful guy in the bullpen is also struggling, you just got to hope that maybe turn of the month coming in September, which is obviously only itself half a month left, which would be really sad if that's what the problem is. you got to hope that maybe he's not gassed because this has been a theme. And obviously Chris Sale's theme has been before Red Sox time. But, you know, Craig Kimbrell also hasn't been successful later in the year. Last summer he kind of gassed off a little bit, and maybe we're questioning of, can this Red Sox staff last as a whole? Can they have the stamina? Maybe the maybe the medical staff or maybe the training staff has some issues with making their team last longer. Now, have the Red Sox done a better job this year with Chris Sale? Of course they have because he's being managed and he's being successful. And we'll get to Chris Sale in two seconds because I think it's garbage what happened. But I, I overall just think that Craig Kimbrell is someone that you have to keep your eye on, but don't. I'm not saying panic. I'm not hitting the panic button by any means. I'm not sitting here freaking out about Craig Kimbrell and saying, hey, you know what, Uh, if you're listening to the show, hit the panic button, hit that big red button that no one wants to listen to. No, I'm not saying that. But you have to look at it as, hey, you know what, maybe we have some cause for concern, but we also have to realize that Dave Dombrowski made a mistake and not going to get some bullpen help because now you don't. You moved Drew Pomerantz to the bullpen. That's your bullpen help. You're banking on Joe Kelly to figure it out. You're banking on Tyler Thornburg. You're banking on Brazier. You're banking on these guys, Matt Barnes, who have been pretty good this year, but there hasn't been that one guy. Like, if you asked to answer me right now, who is the eighth-inning guy? I don't even know who to answer the question to. I don't have a name because I just can't trust it. Um, Jim Murray, not even have the sports up, and I bring this up a lot. He has the the segment, or not really the segment, but just the spiff of, Oh, the, the wheel of gutless bums. Spin the gutless bums. Who are we putting in tonight? Because it's kind of true. You can put in whoever you want. It doesn't really matter. They're going to screw it up. They're going to mess up somehow. Or you're at least, even if they don't mess it up, you're, you're going to be biting your nails the entire time. You could be up 10-2 in the ninth inning and put Joe Kelly in. And I'm not confident you're going to win that game until the last out's recorded. Because that's what this bullpen has done to us and why we've been struggling as a team in the bullpen-wise. This offense has been bailing us out as a team. That's what it is. Because you have to look at the way the system has been. David Price has gotten bailed out plenty of times because the Red Sox offense comes along late. A lot of these guys have been bailed out late because of the offense. But do you want to bank on the offense figuring it out in October? No, because starting pitching and bullpen help wins games in October. In October, these bullpens do not give up late inning games. If you have a successful bullpen, you are not giving up late inning games. Runs to lose a lead in the ALDS and the ALCS and the World Series, which I don't think the Red Sox are getting there. But neither here nor there. This bullpen is a problem, and the one guy that I thought maybe you know what is a, is a pretty consistent person, and I don't have to worry about him. Now I'm worried about him too. So, yeah, maybe it's a little pessimist, and you guys, like I said, that's pretty much what I do. But it's the truth. It's facts. Look at the ERA. Look at the numbers. Look at the last times the bullpen has had success. It hasn't been great, guys. And they they might pass the eye test because they see, oh, well, they're they're in there for wins. That's the offense. Don't let the numbers trick you. The offense is what is helping you be successful in getting through these tough situations uh, as a team. So it's great now to look through all this and say, hey, you know what? We have the best offense in baseball. It's okay, but you did that. also have that in 2016. We have the, well, we, we scored the most runs. Again, you had the best amount of runs in 2016, and look what happened. You got pounced in the first round. This team is identical to what 2016 was, and we know that, right? You know, last year we didn't have David Ortiz. Two years. I'm not trying to compare J.D. Martinez, guys, here to David Ortiz by any means, but same idea, right? You have a guy in the middle of the lineup who's going to help your offense be better. You have those cogs. It, it has that feel of 2013, but with the offense skill of 2016, you got bounced real quick, guys, in 2016. Remember that. So I look at this situation now and go, you know what? I don't trust this team until they win anything in the playoffs, but I'm enjoying the ride. But if they want to win anything, if they want to actually be legit contenders and not just pretenders, (laughs) see what I did there? Best record in baseball by a lot right now, and the Astros are coming back to life. They just got swept by the Mariners. The Yankees are struggling. Cleveland's not a great team, but they always seem to have the Red Sox number. If they want to actually be the favorites... They got to show that they can pitch and that their bullpen can hang up. And that's why, you know, I sat on this show thinking maybe they do go after somebody at the deadline for reliever. Now, maybe they still bring someone in because you can still do that in August. But I don't have faith that happens. I think that they're happy with what they have. They're happy with Brazier. They're happy with Thornburg. They're happy with Barnes. And now they're happy with uh, Pomerantz in the bullpen as the long relief lefty guy. So we'll see how it goes. But overall, I do really think that they're going to be. In the playoffs they might win a series, but I think what their demise is going to ultimately be is the idea that, honestly, it, it, the bullpen is going to screw them over. Now, listen to Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Media. We're brought to you uh, by a great, our great friends at Mack Weldon. Now, guys, I love Mack Weldon because they're a product that one, cares about you as a man, and two, just well, cares about their product. Now, it's basically better than whatever you're wearing now is, re- is really what it is. Uh, they're a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. They're known for their, their, their designer, quote-unquote, but really just comfortable men's underwear. And, and it's fantastic. And they believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. You know, my shopping experience, you know, we w- it was very easy. Jess and I both got a couple things from them. I got a couple pairs uh, of, of nice soft underwear, some dress socks for the office, as well as a nice new uh, backpack that's actually three-in-one. It's great. You can switch it to a briefcase or you can switch it to a messenger bag. I have it as a backpack. It, it's great. It has a charger built-in. Phenomenal. And they do most they do most comfortable underwear socks, shirts, under hoodies and stuff. There's a lot of good sweatpants as well. Um, they have a silver line underwear and shirts that are naturally anti-micro at buyable, which basically means they eliminate odor. Guys, you smell a lot. We sweat during the day. Their fabric is brilliant. You have to try it. It's the it's one of the better things that I've ever experienced <laughs> for the tushy. So you know what you have to do. You're going to get 20% off your first order. Guys, I promise you, I want you to try it. We're helping you out here. Visit macweldon.com and enter the promo code SOX, S-O-X, and that's at checkout. And you're going to get 20% off your first order order. So definitely go check it out. Our friends at MacWeldon—they're they're a great product. It's a great, easy experience on their website. So go to the MacWeldon and enter that our promo code socks for the discount for the twenty percent off. Get the get the nice pair of underwear if you guys wear dress socks to work. The dress socks are really comfortable. New new backpack, pretty sweet as well. So go check out MacWeldon and enter that promo code Red socks or no, excuse me socks to uh, get the discount there for the twenty percent off. Um, let's jump into. A little bit more, obviously, Red Sox talk here. And I, I want to get into a debate that's not—it's hard to debate myself, but, but it's more of a conversation of what player on this team is more valuable to this team at this point. And, you know, I've tweeted this at my takeout a little bit here. If you listen to my other podcast that's hosted on this network, uh, Loose Change podcast, I went back and forth with Nick Qually about this as well. It's the Mookie versus JD, who's the MVP debate. And I think a lot of people are really misguiding of what JD Martinez is doing. If that doesn't help you answer it, my answer is JD Martinez. But I think people want to say Mookie bets for a lot of reasons. And I, and I can say why, right? It's the, it's the two way player. He's so good defensively, but also has the numbers. You know, he can hit offensively, he has the base ceiling, he's an all around player. Don't care. J.D. Martinez is leading in every offensive stat except for one, batting average, and Mookie Betts is leading that category. So basically, what I'm saying there is Mookie Betts is keeping J.D. Martinez right now from the triple crown, which is stupid, but also awesome. Every offensive category he leads, but he's not just a DH. And and in the past, you know, MLB writers have been there and said, well, DHs aren't most valuable players because they're just hitting. J.D. Martinez plays the field, plays the outfield pretty well. Not not Mookie Betts or not Jackie Bradley like, but Plays the field pretty well. And what this guy does for your lineup, how is he not the most valuable player? I don't obviously put him on the same level as David Ortiz, but he has that presence. He hits fourth, arguably. I wish he hit third. But either way, he's always there. Every time it seems like he comes up in a big spot, he hits the crap out of the ball. RBIs, if not a home run. This guy has 37 homers right now and isn't even close to stopping, and we're only halfway through August. This guy's on pace to hit over 50 homers, and he's probably going to do it. This guy does not want to get pitched to in terms of you're the pitching on the other side. You don't want to pitch to him, and yet people still do. It's a cog in the middle of the lineup, but he does off the field. Obviously, it's hard to vote on that, but on top of that, he hits the crap out of the ball. He's leading every offensive stat except for average, and he still does play the field. He was asked to play DH. That's like what his position is. But he plays the outfield when he has to. He's mobile. He's figuring it out. And you know what? guy's a damn good player. He's clutch. He comes in, he comes in when he has to. And when he, every time it seems like he gets up in a big spot, he's figured it out. This guy, without him in the middle of this lineup, this team is not where they're at right now. They're closer to Houston. They're closer to the Yankees. And yeah, Mookie Betts would still be having a good year, and he'd be the clear-cut favorite for MVP. But without J.D. Martinez, you're not going anywhere. And I think he becomes the difference of why you might win a series if not make a really deep run in the postseason versus last year, the last couple years when you haven't. You guys have to remember, you know, Mookie Betts lost out to Mike Trout for MVP two years ago, and that was when Mike Trout was on a bad team. Now his competitions his teammate. I think he loses out again because voters are going to look at this and say, oh, well, J.D. Martinez is here, and automatically this team is actually better and competing more. Mookie Betts has been there and lost to a guy in Mike Trout. We voted for Mike Trout because he was better than Mookie Betts and he was on a bad team. Never mind Mookie Betts being on a good team. I think JD Martinez has the extra leg because he's that guy who's gonna help push the Red Sox over the edge off the field with the trainings and things like that, but on the field by leading almost every offensive category and on pace to potentially potentially win the triple crown. I don't think it'll happen because Mookie Betts keeps hitting the ball well. If you're a Red Sox fan, you don't want J.D. Martinez to hit the win the triple crown because if he does, that means Mookie Betts has struggled and we don't need that as a team. Red Sox are winning this division. I think it's over. It was over as soon as that Yankee series wrapped up last weekend, and J.D. Martinez is a big reason why he will be your MVP. In my mind, there is no question about it. And if you think otherwise, you are absolutely insane because his average is there. He's playing great defense when he is asked upon. And even more so, people who want to say, well, he just plays left field because he has to. You know what? He's a DH now, but he wants to play the outfield. But he's asked to do a lot of different things for this team. And he has no problem doing it. He steps up. He's in the cog. And now he's a reason why this team has over 80 wins is literally 50 games over 500 in the middle of August and has no signs of slowing down, taking advantage of crap competition, sweeping these teams, having success, and you know what, taking a chokehold to the Yankees who have their own problems in terms of their manager and everything else they're dealing with. So this team is a team that has no problem winning, seems to win more often than not, which could probably come back to bite them, but you look at what this team is struggling to do, Not much right now, and I give that a big reason because the leadership that J.D. Martinez has shown but also on the field when he has to come up with clutch moments, he does it. He does it almost every time, and for some reason, people still can't give him the credit of the MVP nod. If you're voting for Mookie Betts to be your MVP at this point, you're ridiculous. And the Red Sox right now are on a freaking tear, and he's a big part of it. They have won, they only lost once in the entire month of August, that Toronto game, they only lost 8 to 5, and they've only lost three times since July 26th. That is stupidly insane. Four against the Yank, it's just insane what they're doing right now. So you have to look at this season as a it's an hour, or never moment, and you have these pieces falling together, and J.D. Martinez right now is the glue in the middle of that lineup between him and Steve Pierce and whoever else you want to say. Because Steve Pierce is freaking insane right now too. J.D. Martinez is what's holding this glue together and what is going to help them propel themselves to having a long run here to pushing it through the end. All right, before we get out of here for the week, that's what I wanted to touch on. Quick, quick, quick. Let's do a little predictions here. You got two at the Phillies, three against Tampa. Philly, I think you split again. I really do. Um, you split with them last time when they were here. I think they're a good team. I think you end up splitting with them again. Um, and I think that's just because you both are playing really good baseball, and there's nothing grand about that. And I wouldn't be surprised if you win both. Brian Johnson's pitching on Tuesday. And then you have Rick Porcello on Wednesday. But I think they're having to split there. And then you have three against the Rays. I have you winning all three against the Rays because they're also garbage and you don't want you to take advantage of your division. Plus, you're pitching. You have Nathan Valdi going against his former team, David Price, and Curtis Sale against the Tampa Bay Rays at home at Fenway Park. You don't lose either of those games. valdi has been phenomenal. He's been a stud since you added him. What a great addition that's been. David Price has figured it out. And honestly, guys, as much as I hate the guy sometimes, it's been pretty good this year, twelve and six for a reason, uh, just and he pitched well against the Yankees last Sunday night. That was a pretty good start, guys. um I think it's time to start thinking about it now. The only thing he's got left in my eyes is just do it in october and and I'll get over all the things you've done um so yeah, I think you sw- I think you sweep the Rays and then obviously Chris Sale, I just chalk up as a win until they're proven otherwise. Um, so you, you look at that and then you, after that you have four against Cleveland, more against Tampa, Miami and White Sox rounded August and then you get into the last month of the season, guys. Playoffs are right around the corner um, and this team has a chokehold on the division right now. So I have the team going three, four and one. Excuse me, this week in five games. They have Monday an off day. Um, I look at this. They have two off days, actually. They have Thursday and Monday off. So a uh, weird week for the Red Sox having two off days. Not a problem, though, because I think this team could actually use it. But overall, I think this team is in a good spot, and I look at this situation as a not a must-win, having a success week because they're not really there. But I think the biggest start this week is going to be the Brian Johnson start on Tuesday, a guy who just got his start, spot earned, given to him basically because Palmer's was put to the bullpen. Go out there and prove it and have a good start there. Have a good start, young buck. Prove it. Come out quality and, and be ready to go. And I think that's going to be to the screen of most Red Sox fans. That's going to be the start that I'm looking forward to the most this week. Uh, we'll leave it there, though. Red Sox, Peter, and CNS Media were brought to you by also our other good friends who I, I love these guys. But Jess, I know, loves these guys, too, because he actually uses them. Uh, simple Contacts. If biggest thing is if you need to renew your prescription it takes five-minute Simple Contacts vision test online. It'll be reviewed by a licensed doctor. You receive a renewed prescription and reorder our con- and your contacts, and that's no problem. That's all it is. All you needed to do is your current contacts and an internet connection, and you have 10 feet of space. Even if you're totally out of contacts, they've got an option for you too, and if you have an unexpired RX, just upload a photo or your doctor's information and pre-order or order your lenses right from the convenience of your home. There are a million things demanding our time nowadays, guys, and it's a great company because contact lenses, they know, it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a struggle. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in just minutes. Your couch, yeah, of course. The office, duh, of course. Indeed, the doctor's office is now wherever you need it to be. They're reliable. It's designed by doctors and licensed ophthalmologists review every test, and they carefully to make sure that your eyes look healthy and that your vision hasn't changed. I know Jess uses these guys. He mentioned it to me uh, while we were talking about this show, um, that he actually used it while they were on vacation. He brought a simple contacts box, had baby in one hand, simple contact, contact lenses in the other, and he knew it was convenient because he had actually renewed it right before his vacation. He was packing and realizing he didn't have any contacts, and he went for it. Um, so he, it, it's, it's super easy. Everything's right from there. Um, it doesn't obviously replace you going to get your regular eye exams and going to the eye doctor but you're able to at least go in there and get and get the understanding that they're going to help you with what they're what they're going to help you with so go in there offer is amazing it's a $20 offer $20 off, it's your first offer it's simplecontacts.com con- simple backslash Red Sox Beat and what you're going to do is type in that website, that URL you're going to get $20 off your first order, like I said not a replacement for your initial doctor appointment, but um, they're fantastic and they work really well so Simple Contacts, check them out on Twitter at Red Sox C-L-N-S is the coverage, Facebook is Red Sox Beat podcast um I will not be back next week. Jess will be here, I think, alongside Nick Pauli. I don't know. I'm getting married next week, so I am taking the weekend off. Game for me. Uh, putting in the ball in chain. But don't forget, we'll be back next week with the show. Just won't be me. Uh, until then, for myself, Jared Picali, Jess Thomas, alongside with his baby over there. Um, of course, not on this week, but we'll be back next week for another episode of Red Sox Beat here on Cielanus Media.